Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I am Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the Sultana disaster. So grab your long johns and let's get civical. everybody hello everyone welcome back to let's get civical i am lizzie stewart and i am arden walentowski and i have no idea what we're talking about today another surprise another surprise for me Mm -hmm. i love when this happens i Mm -hmm. feel like our trend for this year has been natural disasters (laughs) and surprising me with episodes So, loving this trend. We're going strong. We're going strong. So, my question is about the topic of today. Sure. Is it something that happened this today in history? Um, Or is it something that you know I'm just really passionate about? Oh. Both? I do believe it's both. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. What's even going on? I have no idea historically what's going on in the world. I have to say that when I did my little searchy to see like what happened this month in history that we could kind of tackle, we could look at, maybe Mm -hmm. there's a a bill that was passed, a court case that happened, like, ah, what could it be? And I saw this and I was like, literally? This is it, and I've never heard of this, and it is bonkers. It is bananas. (gasps) Oh, my God. It's old. We love when they're old. And I just – it is a sin that this – the thing that we are going to talk about today is I guarantee you something neither of us have ever heard of, and it's shocking. Okay. And – the reason I didn't send it to you ahead of time is because I li- I wanted to I wanted the reaction because if you've heard of it and I haven't that's like a totally fine but b it's you're wild 
<laughs> you can't even read. <laughs> no, but like, I think if sure. you know about this, uh, this thing that we're going to talk about, it's probably, there are probably like 0.2, not even point like zero 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 two percent of Americans oh who would have heard about it. And if you're one of those, I mean, it's like we should play the lottery. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay, send it to me. Okay, here we Without go. Without further ado, let's find out if I and also you, listener, are part of the 0.002% of Americans who have heard of this episode topic that Arden has deemed very exciting for me. I don't know what it is. Is it a shipwreck? It is a shipwreck. It's a shipwreck. <laughs> <laughs> I found you a shipwreck. You found me a shipwreck. Uh-huh. You found me a ship. You found me a shipwreck. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did. I wow. Found you. It's insane. And as we tell the story, you're going to be like, how the fudging flip fuck did I not know about this? Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So today, everybody, we're talking about the Sultana disaster, which all I know at the top of this is that it is a shipwreck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited, not for shipwrecks in general, because obviously there's devastation, but God, we are in our shipwreck era. Yes, we are. We are in our wow. natural disaster shipwreck era. We are living it up. Wow. 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 Mm. Okay. Okay. I don't think there's anything more to say. No. Than I think... to just tell me about all of these sources that you yes. have given us today. This is... This is really something. It's really something. So, I mean, first and foremost, there's a place called the Lincoln Memorial Shrine and 100%. Absolutely. I'm glad it exists. It's all about Lincoln, things that happened during Lincoln's time. Sure. A lot of the information for this episode came from there. But I love it literally because it's called Lincoln Memorial Shrine. Where do you know? Is it like an actual shrine? Or is it's it? It's like an actual. Is um, it a place you can go and pay homage? They call it. That's the name of it. But it is a, a museum. It's a museum. Okay. It's a museum. Where? And also a research center. It's a Civil War museum and research re- oh research center, and it is located in California of all places. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and that's where I would put it too. <laughs> exactly. A place. Okay. A place that was not a state when we a were pl- there. A place Lincoln never went to. I never went to. Actually, was it a state when Lincoln was president? No, no. Was it? Oh, God. I don't know. You know what, guys? I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to be right. It doesn't matter. Could, I feel like it could go either way. It could go either way. So the point is, Lincoln did not step foot on California soil. And that's... And, and I would say neither did the Civil War. I would venture to guess neither did the Civil War, but you know what? Who are we? Who are we? To pick Period. and choose who get, who are we? Period question mark exclamation point. To and pick and choose that. who which state gets to have a shrine to Lincoln that is sure. also a research center. I mean, yeah. come on. Oh my god, I'm I'm delighted. I'm delighted that the Lincoln Memorial Shrine Museum and Research Center exists. So shout out mm-hmm. to them. Thank you yeah. for all of your help in this episode. So next up is Mississippi History Now, which is a publication from the Mississippi Historical Society and the Mississippi Department of Archives and History. Love Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. They were excellent. So good. 
And then an article from like a local news publication called the Daily Times. And the article is by a guy named Dean Stone. It's Love. a Tennessee publication, I believe. Um, okay. But yeah, it's I'm so excited to talk about this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great sources. Great vibes. Let's dive in. So I bet you, listener, are asking yourself, what happened to cause this Sultana disaster? And let's talk about it. So launched in January of 1863, the SS Sultana was considered one of the most modern vessels of its era with a legal capacity of 376 passengers, including crew. So it's a smaller vessel, but this is what? Civil War. So ships are it's, smaller. We're not doing luxury liners at this no, point. No, this is this is like a, a river transport Love it. boat. And let's just keep in mind the number of passengers she, she was supposed to have maximum 376, 376. including okay. crew. Okay. Pinning the number 376. Upon the release of Union prisoners of war in the spring of 1865, steamships were paid to ferry passengers from southern ports on the Mississippi to the north. Eager to collect the $5 per soldier and $10 per officer fare authorized by the government, the Sultana's captain, J. Cass Mason, dangerously overloaded his boat in late April 1865. I can smell where this you is smell going. What's happening? Yes. It had already had about 180 private passengers and crew on board. But by the time more than 2,000 parole prisoners, their Union Army guards, a few Confederate soldiers headed home, and members of the U.S. Sanitary Commission boarded, the boat left Vicksburg with about 2,400 people on board, which, if you want to do the quick math, I'll tell you, is more than six times its capacity. Yes. So just to quickly recap, the legal capacity of this ship is all in, every soul on board, 376. And Captain J. Cass Mason is like, you know what? We're going to do 2,400. We're going to make that, we're going to add an additional 2,000 to that three, 376 number. Because I'm going to make my money. $5 I'm gonna, I'm gonna per get soldier, $10 per, per officer. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not willing to risk losing this lucrative government contract, Mason ignored an engineer's recommendation that a boiler needed a major repair, opting instead for a quick patch. I am smelling human error left and right. All over there. I mean, literally, this is a, a disaster. It's just human error. There's no, there's no like, oh, this. And if they hadn't blown up the fire, if there hadn't been an earthquake, no. Sure. It's all human error. It's all on Captain Mason. Mm -hmm. The overcrowded Sultana left Vicksburg traveling upriver to Memphis, Tennessee, 
Because the snow had melted in the north, the river was flooded and the boat struggled against the currents with its heavy load. Mother Nature is against us. Against us. The Mississippi is at capacity with how much water and current Mm -hmm. she's got going on. And this little rootin' tootin' sultana that has a boiler that is going to quit is testing its patience. Testing its patience. She does not want her. For two days, the sultana made slow but steady progress, straining upstream against the rain-swollen Mississippi. At 2 a.m., On the morning of April 27th, the patched boiler exploded with a mighty roar. An estimated 400 passengers were killed instantly by the explosion or scalding steam. That is so many people. It's so many people in a moment. To just be dead. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Yeah. Off the bat. It's not a big ship. Right. Right. It's not a I big mean, ship. capacity is literally the amount of people who just died from this boiler exploding. <laughs> yeah. 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 The wooden vessel, because of course it's wood, this is 1865, mm-hmm. burst into flames and soon became a raging inferno. Panicked soldiers and civilians tore off any piece of wood from the steamboat that could be used as a flotation device and jumped overboard. Eventually, the scream stopped as the Sultana burned to the waterline and sank. I'm curious how deep the Mississippi is. Like, obviously, this isn't as bad as, like, open ocean. Are we going to talk about it? So we don't talk about how deep the ocean is. But if you're thinking about where the boat ended up, Mm -hmm. that we will talk about. Okay. Because it's also fucking wild. Okay. Yeah. I'm more thinking of, like, if I'm a passenger and I make it to the water on a flotation right. device. Like, it's not like a Titanic situation where that in itself will probably kill you, you know? Right. Wait. Now I'm curious. How deep is the Mississippi how River? Deep, okay. How deep is the Mississippi? Tell me. Max depth from its source, Lake Atasca, to its end in the Gulf of Mexico, the Mississippi drops 1,475 feet. The deepest point on the Mississippi River is, is located near Algiers Point in New Orleans and is about 200 feet deep. Okay. So yeah. that's not, I mean, it's deep. It's deep. But it's not like. It's not ocean deep. It's not the ocean deep. No. And I guess it's not frigid. Because well, it's like. We're going to talk about oh, it. It is, about, okay. qu- it is quite cold. It is cold. It is cold. Oh, it gosh. is quite cold. Oh, yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're set. Like, that's the scene, right? Like, it doesn't take a genius to realize whose fault this is. Literally at every turn, Captain Mason done fucked this up. He did real bad. He made really real bad. If you thought the Titanic captain was bad, this is two thumbs way down. Way down. Way, way down. Because it's so obviously selfish. Yeah. Because does anybody else profit from this money of getting soldiers? I wonder. I know. I I doubt we know, but I wonder. Yeah, I don't. I I, that did not come up in my research. Sure, but um, I mean we're splitting hairs. We're splitting hairs. Um, but I because I don't know if it was part of like you know like the White Star Line 
had like mm. it was a big operation, lots of people involved. Mm-hmm. This sounds like this guy like ran the ship or like owned the ship. Yeah, and was trying like, is to because it, it wasn't of the a, days where like the captain of the ship owned the ship, right? Questions, questions, okay. questions for which we might never find answers. We might never find answers, but it doesn't really matter when uh, 400, I'm sure, probably more, 400 at minimum are dead. 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 And we just started sinking. Yeah. Dead from the explosion. The We haven't even gotten to the rest of it. Okay. Carry on. So let's talk about who was on board the ship. Sure. Almost all were Union soldiers who had survived the battlefields only to be captured by Confederate troops and sent to prison camps in Alabama, Georgia, and Mississippi. Most of the soldiers were young, including some who were only 14 years old. Mm. Boys could enlist usually as musicians with their parents' permission, but some enlisted as soldiers by lying about their age. So they're all, most of these people are soldiers in some way, shape, or form. Most yeah, of them are like young men. Mm-hmm. Young dudes, kids, some of them. Some of them are officers. God, imagine surviving like I Gettysburg know. and then it's the Sultana that brings you down. Uh, it's, yeah. Good God. Many of the soldiers on the boat had already been injured in battle by the time they reached the prison camps and their situation soon got worse. Sure. The Confederate prison camps were dirty, disease-ridden places, and food and medicine were were in short supply. This is true of prison camps on both sides, but life in Southern camps got considerably worse towards the end of the war when the Confederacy was having trouble feeding and caring for its own soldiers and citizens because they had no money because they were losing the war. Correct. So if you can't feed your own citizens, air quote, then you certainly are not going to feed your prisoners. So all these people are like, injured sick malnourished i cut out a whole bunch of stuff about how a lot of them like didn't even make it because they had to like walk to get here oh god like it was a huge it's a it was like a huge journey by the spring of 1865 however the war was close to its end and the opposing armies agreed that it was time to release their prisoners and send them home sure totally yes go home the war is over After the prisoners were released, they had a hard time making their way across the south to Vicksburg, where, they had been told, steamships would carry them to their homes in the north. Traveling north from Vicksburg on the Mississippi River, boats could reach the Missouri, Ohio, and Tennessee rivers, and from there, the towns of the American Midwest, where the soldiers had come from. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? It's like the, it's the interstate. Of the 18, well, how many it's just, Yeah, it's rivers. <laughs> it's I-95 rivers. is the Mississippi right. River. Right. Like, I, oh I can't gosh. even imagine being like, I, I gotta I gotta hop on the Mississippi to the Tennessee so that I can yeah. get to my home in Indiana. It's so much effort what? to get from point. I'm like, just set Ooh, up shop just, wherever just stay you home. are. Just stay home. Make a new life. Uh-huh. But to get to the Mississippi River at Vicksburg, the soldiers had to travel by boat, by train, and on foot. And because they were so weak from their war and prison experiences, some of them died along the way. Yikes. Making matters worse, some of the trains derailed due to the damaged railroad tracks. 
many of the railroads had been destroyed by the war. Everything is not functional. Nothing is functional. And that's fair. It's like we are truly like the curtain has just come down Mm -hmm. or is like is like descending on the Civil War. Everybody, everything's fucked up. Nothing is functional. No. In in the South. And probably in the North, too. I mean, good. Yeah, no, it's all it's all it's all a mess. It's all a mess. This probably there's a lot of time periods where I'm like, ah, not for me. This is top five. Oh, yeah. I do not want to. I'm so glad I have. If I in another life lived in this time period, I'm glad I have no memory of it. Sure. Because I just this sounds not fun. Not You're fun. just dying all the time from various sicknesses that like oh if you had God. a pill would be gone in a day or, you know, you an got, orange. like the war. The and war. It's, oh, God. And, every, and it's yeah. like per, like hygiene isn't there uh-huh. yet. It's yeah, just, no. No, thank you. Two thumbs way down. Way down, way down. The soldiers were given clean clothes and food at Camp Fisk, a neutral holding pen for prisoners of war. While arrangements were being made to transport them north on the Mississippi River, they stayed in the camps outside Vicksburg without tents or even blankets, and many got sick while they were waiting to board a steamer. So they've made it there. They're literally sitting outside and they're like, oh my God, where the fuck is this this goddamn boat? This is what's going to kill me. Waiting for the steamers was going to kill me. It's going to kill me. One reason for the boarding delay, one reason these six soldiers were waiting is that, like Lizzie said, the owners of the steamboats were competing to see who could arrange for the most freed prisoners on their boats. So they're like in a pissing contest to see how many soldiers they can each get on their boats so that they can make the most money transporting these soldiers, even though it's like, even if you knew nothing about boating, it's stupid. Like, you know how many people you can fit on your boat. It's dumb. It's dumb. And and, and meanwhile, the soldiers are, like, bleeding out mm-hmm. on the ground uh-huh. while they're having this discussion. They're like, please, just load please, me on the steamer. Please, let's set sail. Please, let's set sail. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, let's talk about, or let's dive further into this disaster. So the explosion happens... Inferno, 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 Inferno. 
those who did not die sort of immediately on impact found themselves flying through the air, not knowing what had happened. One minute they had been sleeping and the next they found themselves struggling to swim in the very cold, again, their snow, Mississippi River. Other passengers burned on the boat. The fortunate ones clung to debris in the river or to, ooh, horses and mules that had escaped the boat, hoping to make it to shore, which they could not see because it was dark and the flooded river was at that point almost five miles wide. So you mean to tell me that on top of 2,400 human souls, we also got horses and mules? Horses and mules. There's, <laughs> there's, we're over capacity on the humans, but we didn't even really talk about the cargo. Like this dude also has cargo, which includes right. animals. Like to draw a comparison, the Titanic, this is like the Titanic's capacity. Oh my God. Literally there's a note about it later. Oh, I'm a genius. Okay. You're, I mean, die, yes. die, die, die. No, but that's, I mean, but that's it's crazy. a genius. Yeah. It's insane. Most of the passengers who survived did so by floating on pieces of the boat until they made it to shore or could be rescued. One man survived by floating almost 10 miles on the back of a dead mule. Another survivor recalled that there was at least one person clinging to every tree along the flooded banks of the river. All of them were very cold and some sang songs to keep their minds off the trouble. Oh my goodness. They're like clinging to trees, singing like Yankee Doodle. And free, free falling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my God. It just, could you, like, I just have images of like the guy on the dead mule floating down the river like being serenaded by all of the people clinging to the trees, mm-hmm. singing like Old Man River. I don't think yeah. that song's that old, but like, you know what I mean. Like Old MacDonald had a farm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, shut yeah. up. <laughs> skip, skip. Literally, let me make this very clear. If I'm in a shipwreck, <laughs> God help me. And I'm in the process of surviving, which you know I will. Of course. And if somebody in that moment chooses to break out into song, <laughs> I'll kill him. I'm like, the Sultana didn't get you, but the Lizzie did. The Lizzie You're dead. did. You're the dead. Fuck you we don't need to this right before. now. Yeah. Like, don't, wa- don't take your mind off of the fact that you are in a crisis because you need to have your head in the game. Yeah. When you get your head out of the game of survival, that's when mistakes happen. That's when mm-hmm. an alligator sneaks up on you. You don't that's see it because true. you're too busy singing, you know, <laughs> oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know? That you don't see the alligator and then it eats you. And now who's, who's dead? Who's singing now? Who's singing now? Keep your head in the game. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you are in a crisis and you have to survive, keep your head in the game. That's a bumper sticker. It's a bumper sticker. So we have some people singing on the sides of the river, just holding on for dear life, just singing, singing their songs. I think even worse, other survivors, the ones who are not singing, Mimicked the sounds of birds <laughs> and frogs. <laughs> what? This isn't. This isn't a game of charades. Like just. Caca, caca. 
just sit there. Like, talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) This is true. Like, you would think if you could hear the other people, you would be like, Yeah. Hey, where are you from? Is that you? Does anybody have a pocket knife? That could be useful. Right, right. Like, how about, how how about we figure out how to get, I don't know, off of these trees? Does anybody (laughs) know this river? (laughs) Do we have, you know, a doctor in the house? Like, uh, uh, (laughs) meanwhile, they're like, Yikes. Yep. Word of the disaster reached Memphis when a passenger, who was a teenage boy, floated up to the waterfront and told the sentries what had happened. Mister! Mister! They're all up the river! This is how they got news of this explosion. This oh boy my God. floated into town. Sure. Literally floated into town and was like, big explosion! Big, big Quickly. explosion. They won't stop singing. You gotta help me. <laughs> you gotta help me. You gotta help me. In the early morning hours of April 27, 1865, as word of the disaster spread, numerous boats began to assist in the rescue, and the survivors were sent to hospitals in Memphis. Many were naked by the time they were rescued, having shed their clothes to make it easier to swim. Hmm. What was the... I just, like, I just, I just... uh, It's an image. It's an image. It's not even, like, the naked thing. I'm just, like, the last... Like, I am not a nature girl. Like, we know this. I don't, like, I don't Mm -hmm. present... I don't pretend to be, like, nature forward. I don't have a ton of survival skills, just, like, on hand. But even I know that I would never want my entire tip-to-toe body exposed to the elements of the Mississippi River right. in 1865. <laughs> after after potentially being injured or right. wounded or burned or whatever. Yeah. The last thing I would do is be like, you know what? You know what my body needs? More potential for harm. Let's take off these pants. Let's take off these pants. When I read that, when I was, when I was doing the notes and read that, I was like, "Huh, I guess it makes sense because the clothes would weigh you down, especially potentially, you know, clothes of eighteen sixty five could weigh you down." But it's also just fucking cold, and I'm like, "You could if you were one of the people in the trees, yeah, dry your clothes, yeah, in your treehouse, and then put them back on and walk, right?" right. If you're a woman and you need to shed a petticoat, honey, you shed that petticoat. Mm-hmm. Toss you, that yeah, shit. You, I, like, Just I think principle. getting rid of layers so you don't drown, 100%. Yeah. However, first of all, 90% of these people, I assume, are men since they're I think soldiers. They're men. Right. There's no need to be taken off your pants, my guy. Like. <laughs> Keep your pants on. I, Keep your pants on. Like, if you have a coat, maybe shed the just coat. Just a general rule for men all over. Keep your pants on. Just keep your just keep your pants on. Like, exposing your penis to the mighty Mississippi <laughs> after a shipwreck? Like, that's what we're gonna... That's what we're gonna do? Can you imagine? Like, if I was a doctor in Memphis, and these, are, these naked men are rolling into my hospital, I'm like, what was the thought process here, guys? <laughs> 
Now you have now you have malaria on your penis. Right. Like what what am I supposed to do about that? It's 1865. And like fish bites and like like there's there's animals in the water. There's there are creature there are creatures in the water. There's so it's and it's cold. There's tree like you can get scratched. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're holding on in the ri- oh my god. Not- you also just then have nothing. Like at least if you have clothes, you can be like Ah, I'm injured. I can take this part off. Right. And put it on this part of my body and tie it and cut off this. You know, like. Yeah. If you have clothes, you have nothing because you also have no pockets. Like. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I never want to judge people in crisis, but. It's true. I would say this is not being handled well. Yes. So, like I said, they're naked. They're, they're, they've been sent to the hospitals. They're naked because they took off their clothes during the ordeal or the ordeal of surviving the elements of the Mississippi. In Memphis, they were given red long johns, much like thermal long underwear, which some of them wore as they wandered the streets of Memphis. Can somebody get a like grip on these men? Just stay in your bed. Just the image of like all these like Santa Clauses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like walking around. Cause of course they're like, like they've also just been in prison camps. Most totally. of Totally. Like, it's not like they're like coming from a holiday and their ship got wrecked. Like they're not Rose and Jack, right? right. Like this, these people are skinny, war worn, right. disheveled, right. horrible looking people who then also just almost got exploded. Right, and now they're like, I got my lawn johns on. I'm just gonna take a. I'm just gonna take just a gonna walk. Take a walk. And I'm like, oh my god, guy, just enjoy laying in bed. Uh huh. Enjoy the hospital. I know. I mean, I can't imagine 1865 hospital is all that great, but it can't be worse than a Confederate prison camp. So like, <laughs> eat, eat your stew, mm-hmm. and just take a load off. It's take been a time. long night. Heal, heal from the cold heal, water. Heal, heal, heal. When they were well enough, the survivors were put on boats and sent north, where they finally made it home. The Sultana remained at the bottom of the Mississippi River. Yeah, she ain't going anywhere. She ain't going anywhere. Not after that explosion. Down she goes. Yikes magikes. So let's talk about the aftermath. What happened afterwards when things shook out from... The sinking of the Sultana and Captain Mason's excellent decision to overload the boat. Yes. Love it. Love it. So it was discovered eventually that at least 1,800 soldiers and civilians had died, making it the worst maritime disaster in American history. The worst. That's like, I, crazy. I don't know that we've had another one that bad. Like, these are all... I mean, yes, well, yeah, you can I split hairs so. about unions and Confederate soldiers or whatever, but essentially... Mm-hmm. Like these were all Americans. Yeah. In contrast, the Titanic sinking in 1912, by comparison, resulted in approximately 1,500 deaths. Like, so this one still is the most. Still the most. Even after Titanic. Yeah. Crazy. 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 All, yes. Even though they had, and, and because they had the same, they had roughly close to the same number of passengers. Yep. And and it was probably what like a qu- a quarter of the Titanic size, yeah. Like so, yes, like not the tugboat that like not, guided it out of the harbor. It's probably that size. They're probably that size, and all wood. Mm-hmm. 
Amidst the competing headlines of the South's elongated surrender and the assassination of Lincoln and the manhunt for John Wilkes Booth, the Sultana's catastrophe received surprisingly little news coverage. I mean, I get it. Nobody cared. That's the shocking thing is that like 1800 soldiers died in an exploding ship. Yeah. And nobody cared. Right. But like, think of the, think of the things that took focus. It's, uh, yes, the president I mean, is this dead. is, this is why I'm telling you, this is the worst time to be alive when this does not make breaking news. Right. Because the Civil War is ending, the president of the United States has been assassinated at a play, and we have a massive manhunt for the guy that killed him. Which, yep. by the by, if you haven't listened to our episode on the assassination oh. of President Abraham Lincoln, one of our best. One of our one best. One of our best. Top three. Absolutely. Top three. If you uh-huh. think we do assassinations well, just wait. Wait until you hear this episode on his assassination. So good. Which is neither here nor there. But yeah, it like that's how bad this time period was. Was that a catastrophe such as 1,800 soldiers being brutally killed by a flaming, exploding ship is third page news. Third page. Third page at best. A half-hearted investigation would place most of the blame on Captain Mason, who conveniently was not alive to point the finger at others. Well, at least he died. He died. Truly. He died. I mean, he's not like the the dudes running the triangle, triangle shirtwaist factory. Factory, yeah. Who, like, all those women died in the fire. And not that I wish anybody dead, but my dude, like, that would have been a real pisser. Like, if, the, right. if he had made it to the tree. Right. I do believe that at this time period, if he didn't die in the the sinking, they would have killed him. They would have killed him. Oh, yeah. Two seconds. Oh, yeah. A war-weary public, eager to put all of the war and its tragedies behind them, soon forgot about the Sultana and its victims. So it's not even like they're so overwhelmed. They're just like, oh my god, like, can we not talk about the war tragedies anymore? It's like, um, I feel it's kind of like after Nam, right? Like when everybody came home from Nam and it was like, god, that was awful. Like, let's not talk about that no more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was like taboo almost. Yeah, let's not dwell on unhappy news. Like, it's too much. It's too much. Too much. So here comes the really fun part. Let's do it. In 1982, a local archaeological expedition led by Memphis attorney Jerry O. Potter uncovered what was believed to be the wreckage of the Sultana. Ooh. Blackened wooden deck planks and timbers were found about 32 feet under a soybean field on the Arkansas side of the river, about four miles from Memphis. What? Yes. It's crazy. That's wild. The Mississippi River has changed course several times since the disaster, which put a pause in that because I did not realize. Yeah, that you can like just change course. Like, gonna make a left. I don't look. I don't, I don't, I don't like that about rivers. Res- respect the mighty Mississippi. She does what she wants. I don't, I don't like that about rivers. I don't want to be on a river. Then don't and fuck it with the river. Course. I don't want to fuck with a river. That's and, what I'm yeah. saying. That's again my advice to people. If you think you can fuck with the river, if you think you can fuck with the Mississippi River, uh, get you over wrong. yourself. You wrong. Get a clue. Mm-hmm. She like a ship blew up on her and she spat it out and changed direction. Yeah. She was like, this is going to Arkansas. Bye. Bye. 
So the Mississippi River changed course several times since the disaster in 1865, leaving the wreck under dry land and far from the Mississippi River. The main channel now flows about two miles east of its point in 1865. Wow. That's a far distance. It's far. It's far. Two miles isn't far. It's far. So in 1982, we find this, what they think is probably the wreck of the Sultana. I mean, also, if it's not, what the fuck other, what other shipwreck is it? Because that's, right, it's right. amazing I mean, it's in sh- some way. It's amazing. I, I'm pretty sure it's the Sultana. It's got to be the Sultana. The first meeting of survivors happened in the Midwest in December of 1865. So like right after. Sure. Like they healed. They threw away the red long johns. And then they met up. They're like, let's let's sing again. Let's sing again. Kumbaya, good neighbor Tim, kumbaya. Then a Knoxville area group met in 1889, so a little while after, which apparently resulted in the marble marker at Mount Olive Baptist Church Cemetery. So they're putting plaques where, like, the things happened. I can't believe they're having to put up their own plaques. They're putting up their own plaques because nobody cared. It's so weird. They're like, nobody cares that almost 2,000 people died and we survived. So here's this marble table in this cemetery in Knoxville. In Knoxville. So then fast forward, like, 100 years, the Association of Sultana Descendants and Friends was formed in Knoxville and has met annually since that year, 1988. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. The monument to those lost on the Sultana was erected at the back of a church and to the right of Old Knoxville Highway just across the Knox County line when driving towards Knoxville. That marker includes an image of the Sultana and indicates the following losses of life. So Ohio, 460. Tennessee, 365, Indiana, 352, Michigan, 243, Kentucky, 125, Virginia, 50, and Missouri, 2. Wow. Yeah. And an interesting little fact is that, I mean, if you think about those, the numbers of soldiers coming from these states, which are essentially Midwest, Midwestern states, Mm -hmm. a few Southern states, but not like South, but like Midwest or South. Um, is that most of the Civil War battles were fought in Virginia, Tennessee, and Missouri. Like, wow. these, these soldiers were not coming from where the war was. I mean, obviously, they're going home. But they're not, their states, the states where they're coming from are not the states where the Civil War was fought. They're going home. They're going home. They're, they're just home. trying to go well, home. They were trying to. Wow. What a, what a, what a crazy... Not a crazy story. It's a crazy story. The fact that literally nobody's talking about this. I know. Uh, I want more expeditions. Uh, where I is know. where is the History Channel docu series on this oh, disaster? There is. There is a really? documentary. There is a documentary. It <gasps> was made in like two thousand two, I think, Ooh. by two like Oklahoma dudes. Shout out. Shout out. And um, now there is a museum or there's they're like hoping to have a museum. They're raising money. And I think uh, when I was looking, maybe they had like another hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars to go. But they're raising money to create a museum. Wow. Um, yeah, I like like I kind of don't want to tell anybody about this disaster because this would make a great fucking film. Like are here you we are again. Me? Writing movies. 
oh my god all yeah it's all i all day every day i'm like this would be a great movie this would be a good one this would be so expensive this would be like james cameron level expensive Hell like yeah. james cameron pearl harbor michael bay because michael bay yeah problematic, but you yeah. Get it. yeah yeah wow wow well thank you so much for this amazing surprise you're so welcome just what i think like like attempted assassinations of presidents just when i think we've done them all another shipwreck is brought to my attention another ship wait and did you also hear today that they like they found a like a 1907 submarine in the long island sound yeah no send me yeah. that send okay. me that article it's on your way wow it's on its way to you, you guys we're in a we're in a renaissance of shipwrecks that's what it feels like but that is the end of our episode on the Sultana disaster. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.